Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brustling Unlimited as we are here on the 22nd of August 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT TakeOver 31. No, 36. I was looking at the wrong graphic. Give me one second. I'm about to sneeze. I feel it coming. Oh man. Don't you hate that when you feel it and you're like, just sneeze already. Nope. Now I don't have to sneeze. What the hell? All right. With that, we're here to talk about NXT TakeOver 36. That's right. 36. But with that, we're here to talk about TakeOver. I thought it was a really good show and we may have seen, not may have, in my opinion, have did see the best match so far in 2021. Like, boy, was was that UK title match just picture perfect. It couldn't have been any better. And yeah. So, we'll see how it all does go. But I mean, where you go from here with Walter. We'll talk about all that going forward, but it's just like, man, that match was so good. Real Mr. Pickle, they're not the ones that reported that. That was actually from Fightful. And it's not really an update because Dave Meltzer said it last night. So for Fightful to put that out, I'm going to just probably get heat with somebody here, but say, don't call it an update when somebody else has already reported it. Don't put it behind your paywall when somebody else has already reported it. But with that, I want to say thank you to Jonathan Hill for the Super Chat donation. He says, quote, I don't know why Vince wants to change things, but this is the prime example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Very, very true. So, yeah. NXT TakeOver was a great show. It had five, four really good matches and one spectacular match. One spectacle. And boy was, man. Um, just looking here at the chat really fast before we get going. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling unlimited remember if you are watching on twitch you can help us out a couple of different ways you can help us out in the live chat by either hitting that donate button or donating twitch bits also remember that if you are watching on twitch you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways you can either subscribe to the channel with a tiered subscription just like rosario did recently excuse me or or you can be like Kung Fu the Great One and subscribe with Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. On the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super sticker donation or like Jonathan Hill with a super chat donation. Also remember you can subscribe to the channel and become a channel member 
Sports gives you early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And you can subscribe to us, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And I'm going to say it right now for everybody in the live chat asking about Adam Cole. I don't have an update. I don't know what he's doing. Nobody knows what he's doing. If anybody tonight, and I've already seen some try to do it, report Adam Cole is doing this or Adam Cole is doing that. They're just throwing fucking shit at the wall, hoping that they're right in the end because they're 50-50. It's either Adam Cole is staying or Adam Cole is leaving. So for anyone that that puts up on the on a website or a Twitter account or something and says, I'm exclusively reporting that Adam Cole is doing this, they don't know. Nobody knows. All we know is he hasn't signed a contract with anybody as of today. Not WWE, not AEW, fuck it, not Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, or so forth. That's all we know is that as of today, Adam Cole has not signed a contract. Now, now, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, he reported that today, tonight, was the final appearance in NXT for Adam Cole, which, leave or stay, I can see that being a thing. Because leave or stay, he's done in NXT. It's either leave WWE altogether or you're going to the main roster. And for Adam Cole to finish up tonight, I've already seen people also say they treated Cole so wrong by beating him tonight. So wrong. So wrong. Everybody loses on their way out of NXT, regardless if you're leaving WWE altogether or you're going to the main roster. So don't, 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 don't give me the whole, he was treated so wrong. Like, no. Gabriel. Not signed with WWE. Not signed with anybody. Like, bro, quit trying to push the narrative on, oh, if he hasn't signed with WWE yet, then he's not staying with WWE. We don't know that. He can't get an actual, from what I've heard, he can't get an actual contract from anybody outside of WWE until after this weekend. So it's called looking to see what's out there before I sign anything with anybody. He's not going to sign a WWE contract before he can get an actual in-written contract from, say, AEW and know exactly what they'll offer him. So for people to go, well, he didn't sign with WWE, so he must not be staying, that doesn't mean anything right now. It doesn't. Just because he hasn't signed with WWE today or he hasn't signed, doesn't mean anything. Now, one interesting thing to, to watch out for tomorrow is if Adam Cole is on Twitch. If Adam Cole is on Twitch tomorrow, then that is a sign that he may be done with WWE. Because I've heard that they want him for Raw. If he comes up, there's a chance they throw him to SmackDown, but he's more wanted for Raw. So if he's not going to be at Raw tomorrow and he's on Twitch instead, then that's a sign to look at of, oh, crap, he might be leaving. But right now, nobody, and that would just be a prediction. Oh, he's on Twitch instead of traveling with the main roster. Maybe he is done with this company. So, again, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Nobody knows what's going on with Adam Cole. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody I've spoken to. Nobody that's reported anything. It's just he worked NXT tonight but didn't sign anything with WWE. But at the same time, he's not signed with anybody else either. He's not signed anywhere. So, yeah, but Vegeta Lover, they may own the name. But there's a good chance they let him take it when he leaves because he had it before WWE. And if he were to want to, 
If WWE were to say, you can't take the name. <laughs> if WWE says, you can't take the name, he could take them to court over it and he would win. Now, Gabriel, no, he did not confirm on his Twitch he was not leaving WWE. When, what did he say to make you think that he confirmed he was not leaving? Because now you're playing both sides here, bro. First you're over here, oh, he didn't sign. He's probably going. Why would you treat him like that? You know what I mean? No, Zelina's not on Twitch. No, she's not. Her husband is streaming from that Twitch channel now. She's not. But if I was Adam Cole and I knew how much they wanted to keep me and not have me go to AEW, I would say, here's the one thing I want, you know, I want to know that I can still stream on Twitch, even though I'm on the main roster and it's not technically allowed. I want that in this contract. If they give it to him, they give it to him. If they don't, they don't. Who knows? But it would be, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Ask for it. It's called negotiating. So, again, that's the last thing I'm going to say on Adam Cole. Because, well, nobody knows. If anybody tries to say or report on a website or a Twitter account or something, he's leaving. Oh, my God. It's nothing. And also, don't come at me with, all the Adam Cole shirts are on sale. That means he's gone. No, it doesn't. Because, well, a lot of shirts are on sale this weekend for SummerSlam. So, I'm just saying. Just because... Uh, Zelina still has a channel, but Tommy, exactly, Brad, exactly. Malachi Black, her husband, Tommy End, streams from that channel. He hasn't streamed from that channel since two months before she showed back up in WWE before Money in the Bank. Two months. So, take that how you want it. But again, if I was Adam Cole, I'd say, hey, we're going to negotiate. I'm not just going to go to whatever terms you want. I'm going to ask for stuff in return. And... I want to keep my Twitch. Because not only is this something that he loves to do, probably makes him a pretty penny extra money as well. So, and also the other thing, you watch Adam Cole, the badass heel in NXT, and then you watch Adam Cole on his Twitch, night and day. He is the nicest, most genuine, most, what's the word I'm looking for, humble guy, like a You'll ever see. Like, whenever somebody, like, one person will just subscribe on his channel. He'll stop everything he's doing. He's just like, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. It's you guys that keep me. Like, he is so genuine and humble in real life. Like, it's nuts. How how much, how good he is at what he does as a heel in wrestling compared to who he really, like, anyways. We'll talk more about Adam Cole when we find out more about Adam Cole. But right now, there isn't anything about Adam Cole other than he lost to Kyle O'Reilly tonight, which was the way you were supposed to go, whether he was going or staying. But with that, we've got NXT 36 to talk about. I didn't see the pre-show, so I didn't see Ridge Holland defeat Trey Baxter. I just know that he defeated Trey Baxter. And, yeah, I got no actual notes on that because I didn't see it. But what I did see... What I did see 
is the main card and the Million Dollar Championship match. It was a 16-and-a-half-minute match. L.A. Knight defending against Cameron Grimes. If L.A. Knight is successful, Ted DiBiase must become his new butler. It's a damn good opener. Excuse me. Got the hiccups. It ain't something, it's nothing. So, Knight got in Grimes' face very early on in this match. And was met with a slap and a knee lift for his trouble. Grimes kept up the offense and went for the million-dollar dream, but Knight rolled to the floor. Knight avoided a couple kicks, and a, uh, but the third kick caught him. This then allowed Grimes to send him into the barricade. DiBiase wiped Grimes in, uh, whipped Grimes into a drop kick on Knight for the assist. And I go, hey, why ain't that a DQ? Ref ain't distracted. But whatever. Well, no. Never mind. Now that I think about it, he whipped Grimes into Knight, not Knight into Grimes. So he didn't touch Knight. Never mind. Back in the rings, Grimes climbed the ropes, but Knight knocked him off to take control. After a short beatdown, Grimes came back with a running crossbody. He countered a corner neck breaker and went for a Hurricane Rana, but Knight turned it into a powerbomb for a two. Knight then worked over Grimes' neck before hitting a tilt-a-whirl slam. Knight went for a springboard, but Grimes moved out of the way. Grimes made his comeback with a running forearm into the corner and a senton. He then went for the Million Dollar Dream again, but Knight fought out. Grimes then hit a German suplex and a Hurricane Rana cradle for a two. Knight then tripped Grimes into the ropes and covered him for a two. Saw a bulldog and almost a burning hammer, followed by another two. They traded hard strikes in the middle of the ring, like hard hits, until Knight sent Grimes to the floor. Grimes skinned the cat and hit a backflip power slam. God, he almost rolled his neck in this, but hey, it's all good. Grimes was bleeding from the bridge of his nose at this point. Grimes countered a BFT and locked on the Million Dollar Dream. Knight nearly broke the hold with the jackknife cradle, but Grimes wouldn't let go. After a long fight, Knight sent them both crashing into the ropes to force the break. Knight went to the floor and picked up the Million Dollar Championship. He brought it into the ring, but Grimes hit a high kick. Out on the floor, DiBiase took Knight down with the right hand and used the belt to distract the official while he locked in the Million Dollar Dream. Back from the break, or back inside the ring, I don't know why I said the break, back inside the ring, Grimes then hit the cave-in and pinned L.A. Knight to become the new million-dollar champion. This is a really fun match to open up the show, I thought. Going forward, we have the NXT Women's Championship on the line when Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai. Match went 12 and a half minutes. Again, another very good match. Kai used her speed and quickness to avoid the power of Gonzalez early on. Gonzalez's attacks were effective, though. And she capitalized on them in the opening moments of the match, the cross arm breaker. Gonzalez fought, fought, no, Kai hit the cross arm breaker. Gonzalez fought out and locked on a power bomb, but Kai hit a scorpion kick and regrouped on the floor. Back in the ring, Gonzalez hit repeated power slams. Kai came back with a diving crossbody, but Gonzalez rolled through and dropped her on her on the ropes. Kai snapped Gonzalez's arm over the ropes and hit a Yakuza kick. She then rolled Gonzalez into the ring for a two and followed it up with a draping face breaker for a two. Gonzalez then fired up with the clothesline, a big boot, and a slam. 
We then saw a sidewalk slam set up a twisting Vader bomb for a two. Gonzalez went for the power bomb, but Kai turned it into a flying triangle. Gonzalez tossed Kai into the corner to hit the, to cause the break. She then caught, caught another scorpion kick and turned that into a power bomb. Kai came back with a Hurricane Rana driver and a, a jackknife pin for a two. Gonzalez dropped Kai over the ropes with a power bomb. Well, in like a power bomb position. Gonzalez shrugged off a thrust kick and Kai hit a chi chiropractor for a near fall. Kai got in Gonzalez's face here and Gonzalez went for a spine buster, but Kai fought out and climbed the ropes. Hit a diving double stomp and got a near fall off of it. As we get down to the, the end of the match, Gonzalez drove Kai into the corner. They fought on the top rope where Kai escaped and hit a pump kick. He went for a, a Yakuza kick, but Gonzalez hit a second rope. Chin, what is this? Chinanga bomb? Chingnam bomb? Something like that for the win. Basically a powerbomb type move off the second ropes. Raquel Gonzalez retains the NXT Women's Championship, and then all of a sudden, former NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray would make her way out on the stage and stare down the champion. And it just, it was a little weird here for me. Because Raquel's in the ring, Kaylee Ray's up on the ramp, and then it just fades to commercial. I go, okay, no no confrontation, no nothing, no yelling, I want your Chingala bomb, okay. I, I heard it wrong, I wrote it wrong, and then I, I, I read it wrong. I wrote it Chin. Chignana bomb, Chignana bomb, or something like that. Thank you for that, Chase. Thank you for that one. Chig, Ching, Chingala bomb. Some of these damn moves just have some weird ass names. So with that, Kaylee Ray is now in NXT, NXT US, that is, and it looks like she's gonna go after Raquel Gonzalez in the championship. Should be a good program, but how do you explain her coming in and going straight for the belt? That's the thing. Because a lot of people are going to be like, well, she didn't earn it. What did she do to earn it? You know what I mean? Next up. Oh, my God. We had a 22-minute match. Was this the longest match of the night? Let me double check. Um, No. Damn, Echo went off for some reason. Um, This was the second longest match of the night because Cole and O'Reilly, of course, went longer. But we had what they called the most anticipated rematch in NXT history. It was Walter, who has been the champion for... I want to get this right. Hold on. 800 and Walter has been champion for 870 days. Had been the champion for 870 days. In this match, I'm going to say it right now. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. I'm going to say two things right here. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. One, this was better than the first Walter Dragunov match. Two, this is the best match in all of professional wrestling so far in 2021. I'm going to say it right now. Better than what are some good AEW matches we've seen? 
Kenny Omega and Christian from the other night, from two weeks ago or whatever it was, better than, what was that? Oh, Shingo and oh, Shingo had, a, was it Shingo and Will Ospreay that I'm thinking of? Yeah, from Dontaku. From wrestling, Dontaku. It was Shingo, Will Ospreay. That had been called the best match of 2021 so far by a lot of different people. But I think Dragunov Walter blew that out of the water. I think this was the best match, not just in 2021, but maybe in the last three or four years, if not more. This is exactly what you call a perfect pro wrestling match. And let's get into it. Also, people asking, does this mean Walter's getting moved up? Is Walter going to regular NXT or the main roster? That's another thing we can't predict right now. I don't know because Walter has said in the past he doesn't want to move to the United States. And if he's in NXT proper, he's got to move. He's got to move. If he's in NXT or if he's on the main roster, he's got to move to the States. And that's something he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to uproot his family. He has said it multiple times in the past before and after signing with WWE. He's okay with traveling for a couple weeks at a time here and there for matches and stuff, but he has said, and I don't know if his stance has changed, because I haven't heard him say this in about a year or two, or a year, year and a half, doesn't want to move his family to the United States. But with that, match starts off, Walter hits a quick hip toss. Dragunov avoided some chops and attacked with three chop, with some chops of his own. Um, this fired up Walter, but Dragunov kept avoiding the attacks to frustrate the big man. Walter countered a takedown and laid in some grounded knees. Dragunov went for a heel hook, but instead opted for a shoulder tackle. Walter tried to leapfrog on a rope run, but Dragunov turned it into a slam and hit a side headlock, take, side headlock takeover to ground the big guy. There was a few attempts by Walter to break the hold, but Dragunov wouldn't relinquish until he was driven into the corner. Dragunov fought back and hit some forearms, caught a chop. Walter took him down. He then went for a key lock, Dragunov that is, and Walter powered out and perched Dragunov on the top rope. He then hit a big overhead chop, sending Dragunov crashing from the top rope to the floor below. Out on the floor, Walter powerbombed Dragunov on the apron. Back inside the ring, Walter went for the Gojira clutch before nailing a German suplex. He turned to Dragunov over into a Boston Crab before transitioning into an STF. Walter then snapmare Dragunov over and hit a soccer kick to the back. He traded forearms and chops in the center of the ring, and Dragunov was bruised and bruised, and that fucking cut from the Roderick Strong match also made a good visual here as well once he pulled the tape off, the, the bandage. Walter locked on another Gorgia clutch and switched into a powerbomb position, but Dragunov powered out. Dragunov hit repeated clotheslines, but Walter turned the Constantine special into an overhead Uranagi suplex for a two. Walter continued to dominate and just crushed Dragunov with boot. At this point, I had to pee pretty bad, but I get, uh-uh, nah, I'm going to hold this because I don't want to miss a second of this action because this is really when it started getting good. Dragunov would fire back with right hands and turned a lariat into a takedown. He laid in some knees and back fist to a seated Walter. Walter blocked an octopus hold and picked Dragunov up, but Dragunov fought out and caught Walter with a rising knee. He went for another, but Walter clotheslined him down 
twice and got a two off of it. Walter hit an insane chop to Dragunov's back, but Dragunov fired up and down to the champion with a clothesline. Dragunov hit a back chop of his own, followed by a German suplex. Walter came back with a chop, and Dragunov hit an enziguri. Dragunov then hit a pump handle suplex. Yes, he hit a pump handle suplex to Walter. For a two. Dragunov climbed the ropes and hit a diving drop kick, then climbed the opposite corner and hit a top rope senton. Walter countered a torpedo Moscow into a sleeper hold. But Dragunov got up and hit that torpedo Moscow anyways to the back of Walter's head. He hit the torpedo Moscow proper for a good near fall. Again, I'm sitting here going like this. Man, I got to pee, but I don't want to miss a second of this, and I ain't going to pause it and be behind. Because when I paused it last night, fucking Peacock screwed me over, and I was way too behind. So keep going. Once Walter got back to his feet, Dragunov laid in repeat chops. He ran into... A hard one from his opponent for a surprising good near fall. Walter climbed the ropes, and they go, this is just how Walter won the title. But Dragunov popped up and hit a superplex, followed by a missile dropkick for a double down spot. So he didn't get anything off the top rope that time. Walter hit a shotgun dropkick and a stack powerbomb for another near fall. Walter slapped Dragunov across the face and hit a running knee, followed by a powerbomb. He then climbed the ropes, and they said again, this is how Walter won the title and hit a top rope splash. But Dragunov kicked out at 9, like 2.9. And I'm sitting here going, fuck, that's like the fifth time I've thought this match was over for either guy. The champion, former champion that is, laid in some ground and pound and went for the Gojira, Gojira clutch, but Dragunov flipped out and hit a diving headbutt. Dragunov rained down repeated elbows and locked on the sleeper of his own. Walter climbed the ropes but the sleeper still applied and just climbed up and said, all right, we're both taking a tumble. I'm going to make you drop this hold. And just they fell off the top rope. He just tumbled. Just any way for Walter to try and get Dragunov off of him. Dragunov, though, popped right up and reined in more elbows. He laid him in. And where was I? Walter then got back to his feet. Fell backwards. Dragunov wouldn't let him go. He laid in desperate strikes and a crossface and a rabbit and rabid punches before locking on a sleeper once more. As they get to their feet with the sleeper still applied, Walter taps out. And Dragunov, Ilya Dragunov, becomes the new NXT United Kingdom champion. Boy, was this match great. They had you thinking like six or seven times, this is it. We're going to the... There's no way he's kicking. Walter kicks out. Dragunov kicks out. Dragunov kicks out. Walter kicked out. Oh, he's going to he's gonna tap here. He's got that submission. Go. Nope, he got out. He fucking climbs the ropes and falls over just to make him break it. This was a ride, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say it right now. Best match of 2021 so far. Probably better than anything in 2020 as well. I think this was better than the first one they did. And that's a high bar to cross. Woo! And my first thought, and then two people text me. How the hell's Walt? How the hell's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly gonna gonna follow that? And I go, yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. I had two people text me the exact same thing, nearly at the exact same time. How are Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly gonna gonna follow that? And I go, they can't. They couldn't. But they still put on a great performance. But anything after that match was just. Good. 
or very good, but nothing could have compared to that. Like if this match was on SummerSlam, it would have it, it blew everything on SummerSlam out the water. I thought Edge Seth Rollins match of the night, great match. Poof, this blew that out the water, out the water. So in the back, Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase were asked about Grimes' victory. Grimes says, there must be a man looking down on him and proud that he's a champ. Talking about his father, who's passed away. I can't remember if his father passed away in 18 or 19. It might have been 19 when his father passed away. DiBiase called for a big celebration and passed out money. He said Grimes is carrying on the legacy of the million-dollar man. Grimes announced that the Million Dollar Celebration will be taking place this week on NXT. Joe was prepping for his match when he was met with General Manager William Regal. Regal said, you know, I'm, you got your shirt on, you got your fist taped, you're ready to go. You're where you should be on the active roster. And I know, as the General Manager, I should be unbiased. But, well, go kick Cross's ass. And in this and yes... As a general manager, you should be unbiased. Especially a general manager who's not a complete heel. But when the one guy had attacked you, yeah, you could be a little unbiased against him. So with that, we had a 25 and a half minute match. It was the undisputed finale. Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole. Which former undisputed era member will come out victorious in this rubber match too? Out of three falls. First fall. Straight up. Singles match. Second fall. Street fight. And if it was needed and it was needed. Third fall. Steel cage. So. If this was any other NXT takeover. Boom. This would be the best match of the night. Except for tonight. Because it could not follow Walter Dragunov. I thoroughly enjoyed Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole here tonight. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, God, they have to follow that. And you expected Walter and Dragunov to be great, to be amazing, based off their first match. So some people actually have tweeted out, if you knew it was going to be at least as good as the last match, why not put it as the main event? Because... The big match built up as the main event is the NXT Championship match, and the Undisputed Finale was also built up bigger than it. In NXT, you go off of which matches are built up bigger, not just eh, what match we think is going to be better. So, these guys killed each other in a completely different way than the previous matches. Fall 1 was a singles match, and it didn't last long at all. Like, there's not even too much to... Recap from the first fall, other than Kyle O'Reilly won it. They went right at each other early on. They both tried to kick each other. O'Reilly rebounded Cole between the barricade and the steps. Cole caught him. Cole caught um, O'Reilly with a kick upon re-entry of the ring. Back in that ring, O'Reilly at one point hit a front kick and a palm strike for a two. He transitioned to the mountain to an ankle lock, but Cole kicked his way out, out of it and hit a leap for a leaping knee for a two. Cole then got on the top rope, hoping to hit the Panama Sunrise, but he was unsuccessful. O'Reilly went for a diving knee and was caught by a super kick. O'Reilly then countered a Panama Sunrise into a cradle and picked up the victory 
roughly right around, I think like time did it like three and a half minutes. It could have been off by a few seconds, but it was roughly around three and a half minutes the first fall win. Ball two, street fight. Cole fled to the floor. O'Reilly took him out and propped him on a chair. He placed a trash can over Cole's head and took Cole out with a running drop kick. Back in the ring, O'Reilly tried to climb the ropes, but Cole immediately nailed the super kick, and O'Reilly landed hard on his ribs on the apron. From here on, they played up the ribs big. Cole turned the target of his attack on the midsection. Cole attacked O'Reilly's abdomen with a chair. He propped a chair in the corner and taunted O'Reilly, but later came back with a right hand, or with the ladder, O'Reilly. O'Reilly then couldn't follow up, though, as he was selling the pain from his midsection. Cole tried to whip O'Reilly into the chair, but O'Reilly rolled out to avoid it, inadvertently, though, hitting his ribs on the post. This was an amazing-looking spot because you have to really, really be focused on this, like on how you're going to do this to get this right. Because so if you if you didn't quite catch it, the chair is propped up in the in the corner. So Adam Cole whips O'Reilly into the corner. So you think O'Reilly's going to go like back first into it, but instead he does like a baseball slide under the ropes, under the chair. But when he does, his body kind of turns and he hits his midsection, those injured ribs, right on the ring post and then flops out of the ring. Like, that's impressive. An impressive spot for Kyle O'Reilly to hit. Yes, this match was originally supposed to happen like two months ago in, on NXT UK. But Walter suffered a hand injury that had to push it back. So this match was not originally supposed to take place tonight. It was supposed to take place weeks ago. Mm, at least a month or two ago. I want to say a month and a half or so. Mm, roughly around that. I can't remember exactly when. But this match was supposed to take place then. Walter suffered a hand injury. Was uncleared to compete. And then boom. They said, you know what? We're going to do it in the U.S. on a bigger bigger platform. Not a bigger platform, but bigger stage. Back in the ring, Cole whacked a kendo stick across O'Reilly's ribs. He looked to go for the last shot, but opted for a kendo stick shot instead. This is a cool little, I got you, I tricked you, you thought I was going to do this to you. Because O'Reilly kind of tried to think that the last shot was coming, so he kind of like grabbed the back of his head to block it. And then Cole grabs the candlestick, plop, hits him right in the ribs. Cole then hit a candlestick-assisted backstabber for a two. He locked on a lockjaw, Rip Baker's move, and used the candlestick for leverage before voluntarily breaking the hold to inflict more punishment. Uh, Cole taunted O'Reilly, telling him, stay down. But O'Reilly fired up with right hands. Couldn't overcome the pain, leading to a pump kick from Cole. O'Reilly used a standing switch to hit a German and a soccer kick and fight through the pain. O'Reilly then dropped Cole's knee over a chair before hitting a dragon screw onto said chair. O'Reilly charged to Cole, but Cole avoided it, and O'Reilly went chest first to the propped up chair that he avoided earlier. So simultaneous pump kicks. That led to a double down spot. Cole rolled to the floor and wrapped a chair around the fit around uh, wrapped a chain around his fist. I didn't quite care for this spot. This was like the low point of the match. So Adam Cole's over there. 
wrapping a chain around his hand. They're like, oh, he must have knew where that was because he went straight for the chain. And so he stands up. The camera pans over to the other side, and it's O'Reilly with a chain on his hand. And they go, oh, I hate when wrestling does this shit. Oh, you grabbed your chain. Well, I grabbed your chain, too, just coincidentally. And then they get in the ring, and they're hitting each other with the chain fists. But no one's selling any of it. So it's like, what are the what was the use of the fucking chains if they're not even going to sell the chain shots? And then eventually Adam Cole gets the advantage with the chains. But it's just like, that that was the one low spot for me. It was the whole thing with the chains because the, the chains are supposed to cause damage. And how was one guy supposed to go, I'm going for a chain. He's not going to see it coming. And then all of a sudden the other guy's going for a chain. Maybe he's not going to see it. I don't, I didn't like the spot. Just saying, if you can't tell. So, where was I? Um, I lost my spot in my notes. Oh, this through the chain assisted right hands where Cole got the advantage and hit a super kick for a two. Out on the ramp, Cole hit a thrust kick to O'Reilly's midsection. O'Reilly applied a guillotine before tossing his opponent off the ramp into the plexiglass barricade in front of the fans. Cole came back with yet another attack on the midsection of O'Reilly. Inside the ring, Cole... Popped up more chairs, but O'Reilly turned it around and hit a Yushikiroshi. He went to the top rope, but Cole popped up and dropped him over a bunch of the propped up chairs. Brutal looking spot. He hits the last shot and picks up the victory. They're one and one at about the 17 minute mark or so. Then we go to the finale. Steel cage match. So the cage is coming down. Bum 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 bum. Guys jump in the ring. Not EMTs. We learned that because they're the same. These can't be fucking EMTs or medical staff. Because they're the same guys that end up going over and setting the cage up. So, yeah. Anyways, some people. Some sage hands or whatever. Check on Adam uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And the referee's checking on him. They're like, are you okay to compete? Are you ready to go? Do you want to go? Da, 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 da. And they lower the cage. Cold attacks and he power bombs O'Reilly on the announce desk they're checking on him again O'Reilly gets thrown into the ring and they start setting up the cage and the same people the same two people that were checking on Kyle O'Reilly swoop over real fast and start tying up the cage and they go well they ain't medical staff and if they are they got plenty of extra jobs they got people doing multiple things anyways it took a long time to get this actual cage set up and the the selling of is Kyle O'Reilly hurt? Is Kyle O'Reilly really hurt? Is Kyle O'Reilly gonna wanna continue? And so Cole only resumed the attack after like a three or four minute break. I don't know if they just wanted to give the guys a break here. Because we've seen them set up the cage in NXT before in like two minutes. So I don't know what took so long this time. I know they were selling the O'Reilly stuff, but it was dragged out just a little too much. O'Reilly, though, immediately countered a perch to Adam Cole between the rope, uh, shoving him between the ropes and the cage. He then hit repeated forearms, smashing Cole into the cage before hitting a diving knee drop as Cole was draped over the ropes. Um, Alexis, we already talked about that, about Adam Cole being his final night tonight in the Fightful Report. But going forward, where was I? Um, O'Reilly hits the diving knee. He goes for another one and misses it. 
Cole also missed a last shot, and O'Reilly hit a last shot of his own to get a two. Cole hit a low blow, then climbed the cage. O'Reilly popped up, and they traded strikes while standing on top. But a hard, a hard right hand from Cole sent O'Reilly crashing down to the mat. Cole then hit a Panama Sunrise for a good near fall. Cole handcuffed O'Reilly to the top rope and hit repeated super kicks. O'Reilly caught one and locked on the heel hook, still handcuffed. He locked that heel hook in so deep, though, that Adam Cole was forced to tap. So with that, Kyle O'Reilly wins the undisputed finale. And now we see what's next for Adam Cole. Again, we don't know what's going on with Adam Cole as far as what is actually going to happen here. Is he staying? Is he going? Whether or not he stays or goes, he's not staying in NXT. He's done in NXT. So it's either main roster or somewhere else, which is somewhere else going to be AEW, of course. But only time will tell. Again, we'll know in the next couple of days what's going on because... This ain't a situation of he's been released, he's got to wait his, not, his, his no compete. No, this is a situation of if he doesn't want to stay in WWE, he can legit be on Dynamite Wednesday. And I want to say Milwaukee. So, we'll see how it goes. We got Adel Fantasma called out, hit row, Escobar spoke in Spanish. He then says swerve. We find out there's nobody better than Legato. They do have a six-man tag team match this coming Tuesday on NXT. Also, we do know on NXT, we got Cameron Grimes' million-dollar celebration and the finals of the NXT breakout tournament, Odyssey Jones against Carmelo Hayes, where they did state that the, the winner gets a title shot against the champion of their choosing, and why wouldn't they just pick the NXT champion, Samoa Joe? Speaking of the NXT championship and Samoa Joe, Mojo versus Karrion Cross. Match went 12 minutes and 20 seconds. And I think... And you guys can probably correct me if I'm wrong. This may have been one of, if not the shortest, main events in NXT TakeOver history. But it was a well-worked match. I thought they worked to the strengths of Karrion Cross. Mojo looked really well. For not having a match in seventeen months, and also first title match that Cross has been in with no Scarlet by his side. Again, we did learn earlier this week that Scarlet is actually not cleared to compete or actually be out there at all. Again, Gabriel, just because he said he's still going to do his Twitch doesn't mean he's leaving WWE. Like I said earlier, I'm about to ban your ass. Like I said earlier, maybe he negotiated to get Twitch a thing for the main roster in his contract. Maybe he said, only way I sign a contract to stay is if you let me keep my Twitch. Maybe they said yes. Maybe when he said that on Twitch, he had asked for it in negotiations and hadn't gotten something back. Maybe that's his breaking point. If they say yes, I keep my Twitch, I stay. If they say no, I lose my Twitch, I leave. We don't know. Just because he said my Twitch isn't going anywhere still doesn't actually mean anything yet. Fuck. Also, just because the Adam Cole shirts are on sale on shop, because I've been sent, I've been sent that screenshot a handful of times tonight. 
doesn't mean anything because a lot of stuff is on sale this week on WWE Shop because, well, uh, SummerSlam sale. With that main event, Joe versus Cross. I really enjoyed this match. Joe landed a palm strike early, forcing Cross into the corner and peppering him with shots. A back elbow and an enziguri took Cross down to the mat. Joe kept up the attack with reverse chop, a soccer kick, and a running senton. Cross answered back with the forearm, but Joe went for a coquina clutch, forcing Cross to break the break at the ropes. Or get the break at the ropes. Joe wouldn't break, so Cross hit a doomsday Saito and a running forearm to the back of Joe's head. Out on the floor, Cross sent Joe into the barricade. Back in the ring, Cross kept up the attack until Joe came back with chops. Cross countered into another secondary, a second Doomsday Saito before applying an ankle lock, and the crowd started chanting, Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. Cross then uh, was sent to the floor. He follows up the great Tope. Joe, Joe sent this up with the great Tope Suicida. Back in the ring, Cross hit an exploder suplex for a two. Joe countered a running attack into a power slam for another two. He then hit a power bomb for another two before turning a kick out into an STF. Cross had a fully extended reach to the ropes to force the break. Johnny J says, Tim, why so mad, bro? Because this guy in the chat, we've already explained this. I've already said that Adam Cole saying that my Twitch ain't going anywhere doesn't quite mean anything. Hell, maybe a switch is going anywhere, and he just said that to swerve everybody. But it's just like, this guy just in the chat keeps saying stuff that I've already told him. It's nothing. Like, anyways. Guys, just keep on keeping on. He's trying to rile me up. It's not the first time he's done it, too. Did it the other night as well, but. Regardless, going forward, broke the STF. Cross then hit a hammerlock and a knee strike and a DDT for yet another series of twos. Joe finally came back with an overhead throw, giving him some breathing room. Joe laid in some strikes and hit a big boot followed by a running senton for a two. He locked on the coquina clutch in the center of the ring. Cross eventually rolled out of it and locked on the cross jacket. Joe fired up and finally broke the hold. But Cross hit a forearm to the back of Joe's head. Joe reversed the clothesline to a uranagi and hit a top rope in Zaguri, leaving Cross in the perfect position for Joe to hit the yes, 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 the muscle buster. They let Joe do the muscle buster. Hits the muscle buster. Lays down Karrion Cross. Pins him one, two, three. Samoa Joe is the first ever three-time NXT champion. Yes, Samoa Joe is the first ever three-time NXT champion. I'm just happy that he did the goddamn muscle buster because WWE has not let him do the muscle buster since 2015 when he accidentally basically almost killed Tyson Kidd. But with that, we don't know if this is a one-time thing for the muscle buster or if it's his move going forward. But I hope it's his move going forward because I love seeing Joe just herk guys up on his shoulders. And he's put some big-ass dudes up for the muscle buster. Walk across that ring and then, boom, crash down for it. Woo! Gotta love it. Joe stood at the top of the ramp with the NXT Championship. 
And there we go. Now, never mind. As I was about to ask a question, I answered it in my head. Never mind. Um, no, Scarlet's future is not unknown. As of right now, she's not cleared to be with Cross. Like, she can't be out at ringside. Again, not cleared. Which means they don't want her going out there, even as just the manager, accidentally getting bumped, knocked into, and hurt worse than she is. So, again, she's going to be with Cross eventually on the main roster once she's cleared. Um... AJ Cash Money says Tyson Kidd will fight again. Probably not. Probably not. Because Vince has told him before, I don't even want you going out there doing like the agents running down to check on people kind of spots. That's how that's how iffy Tyson Kidd's neck is that they don't even want to risk it as far as him being like a Pat Buck or a or a, um Jamie Noble running out to like break up a brawl and accidentally get bumped and hurt. That's how iffy his neck is. They don't want to take any risks at all. But with that, guys, that was NXT TakeOver 36. And going forward, tomorrow they're going to film an episode of NXT for this Tuesday. Tuesday they're going to film an, an episode of NXT for next Tuesday. And then shit's a-changing. We got changes coming to NXT. Basically, uh, WWE President Nick Khan stated, well, we don't want NXT to just look like it's a place where all the indie guys go through. They want it to look nice and bright and vibrant going forward. So we'll see how those changes are made as far as NXT does go. But some changes are coming in three weeks. But with that, guys, now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's show. Let's check the polls. Um, As far as the Twitch poll does go. 71% of you liked tonight's NXT TakeOver with 29% not liking. No, 29% thinking it was all right. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 76% of you liked NXT TakeOver. 20% thought it was all right. And 4% did not like it. But with that, let's check the text messages. And before we do, I do have to say that this podcast is brought to you by Homage. Need vintage wrestling shirts? Then head over to homage.com slash WWE. One thing that you'll notice about their shirts is the quality and the comfort. Plus, the sizable collection of not just WWE designs. Yeah, they got a lot of WWE designs, but all the different cool vintage-looking designs that you can get from Homage. I mean, basically, Homage is going to become your new favorite t-shirt brand. While checking out an homage, don't forget to use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout. PWUNLIMITED15 at checkout to get 15% off of your purchase. Also use the link in the description below or go to PWUNLIMITED.com slash dot co slash homage. Support us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, use code PWUNLIMITED15 at checkout to get 15% off your next purchase at homage.com. As far as the text messages do go, person says, what are your thoughts on Ilya Dragunov becoming the United champion? I think he's going to be a great champion, and he had a great match tonight. Not going to answer any Adam Cole questions. We already talked about that. Oh, what do you think, NXT? When do you think NXT, he's going to start back doing, I have no clue what you're talking about. 
So I got a question. I hope Adam. Nope, I'm not reading Adam Cole questions. Do you think Kaylee Ray? Do you think Kaylee Ray challenger for the NXT Women's Championship Raquel Gonzalez and who step up Samoa? Again, if you don't got sentence structure, I'm not even gonna finish it. It just hurts my brain. Chris says, uh, keep up the amazing job, Tim. And I have a question for you. Why NXT North American champion not on the line tonight for NXT TakeOver 36? Well, they had five matches that they wanted to, to feature. They wanted the show to be a certain length, and the matches didn't fit in. Plus, plus, if you think about it, the feud between Hit Row and Legato del Fantasma hasn't peaked yet. So it's actually too early to do Escobar versus Swerve for the title because that feud hasn't even peaked yet. Um, any news on Mia Yim? Nope. It says over the past weekend, which do you think was the best match between Edge versus Seth, Roman versus Cena, Dragunov, Walter? Better than anything we've seen in 2021. It says, what do you think is next for Joe? Who do you see challenging him next? That's a tough question. I mean, if there's anybody in a spot that's ready to challenge for the belt, I guess you would have to say Kyle O'Reilly. But do they do babyface? Babyface is the question. Okay, they have done six matches at TakeOver. TakeOver is usually five or six matches. We've had had, we have had six match TakeOvers. Or says Brock a babyface? Does he defeat Roman for the title? No, he doesn't defeat Roman. Yes, I think he's a babyface. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, we will be live again tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw. So have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you next time.